lot of people like anime podcast hey welcome Bye. back i think i think for the Gridman one i said it's morphin time so that's like a good <laughs> yeah. good good mirror yeah Man, what's up that just reminded me when we went on um our little family vacation john was like oh you like teenage mutant ninja turtles to like one of the one of my little cousins and and he was he was like how's the theme song go teenage mutant and he was like no that's not how it goes yeah he was very uh, i mean i don't know like what like the new nickelodeon theme is whatever you what, he assuming... was he was like that is not right and you no, were like i mean he was in here little man he was mad that i said that they were brothers oh I thought I thought you had sung he got, the, he got upset the theme at both. song. I did. Oh. <laughs> no, he was he was very adamant that uh love it. Yeah. It was cute. That was they weren't funny. brothers. Um I'm assuming he thought that brothers meant human. Oh, okay. That makes that sense. That was I mean, if I'm if I'm guessing like what a <laughs> if you're analyzing it, what, what, breaking it down. What a child thinks. How you been? Uh Still coughing, huh? Yeah, it's this post-COVID cough. It's sorry, just not, sorry about the last. The last episode time. had some coughs in it, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I, I. Uh, you, you need to, you need to chocolate rain it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a warning here that I'm sure we're, I'm gonna still fucking cough this episode. Well, you gotta chocolate rain it. <laughs> okay, explain the joke. Okay, <laughs> well, you just, you, come on, you, you know. Oh, you like he he, oh, he, oh, he right. turns he, away from the mic. He turns away to, cough. to breathe. <laughs> oh, to breathe. <laughs> that guy's like definitely like NFT. Tazon Day. Asshole now, right? No. There's there's no way that he's not trying to like like squeeze every drop of money he can out of. I don't know what he's doing. His like one his like three months of recognition. Man, that's what I mean. It's like I feel like that makes me sad. Cause I don't think he's like that, to be honest. But maybe he is. I'm, I'm sure. Let's let's uh, all let's, right. Let's, let's break l- it down. Let's we're, look we're at Tay Instagram. We're already there. I'm sure. I'm sure oh, he's like he probably does Tay Zonday dot Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you could buy like thirty thousand drops of chocolate rain. All right, Tay Zonday. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> this is important. Oh, not, I, I not don't think so. I think he was just that guy forever right. and ever. Amen. Fair enough. Some voice acting. Forty. Wow. Singer Finger. Yeah, that's good. All right, dude. <laughs> Come on. Man, I miss early YouTube. I know I've talked about that before, but I still miss it. I do too. I mean, I uh it sucks because I feel like YouTube sort of walls you in now where it's like you kind of have to watch uh content by like fucking you know, Vogue or like Wired yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Fucking media conglomerate. Yeah. I find myself just watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race content most of the time. You know? Yeah, I think like the video game stuff is still pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime. I'm Julie. I'm John. And we are two people that have embarked on the a couple baka gaijins. Okay, uh, just a couple baka gaijins. <laughs> <laughs> Morphing our way through. All of anime. All of it. We're going to... This is our mission to watch all of anime. We're going to the graves in every anime. I wonder if that's even possible. Because have you seen that meme that's like, how many books are there in the world? And it's like, how many hours a day? Like, how many hours can I read? I feel like books, <laughs> that would probably be impossible. I I think if you were like a true psycho, you might be able to do all anime. Maybe. Maybe. Sped up. 
Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to. We're have to run it at at two speed. Yeah. But that's what we're doing here, folks. We're, we're speed running anime. <laughs> Not really. John picked this week, and uh, we watched. Julie wasn't. Julie wasn't happy that I. Gridman. Julie's mad that I kind of logicked my way into the pick this week. You logic to that I picked Yu-Gi-Oh! somehow, even though you put it on and I said, said, let's watch this. No, you said, (laughs) can we watch like Yu-Gi-Oh! or something? No, you put it on. I did not. You were already watching it. You you were watching the first no, two episodes. No, no way. And I said we should just do this you're, for the podcast. You're gaslighting me. <laughs> no, you definitely you asked me to Listen, put you. That's just on. my truth. That's that, just that's <laughs> that's my truth. That's just my truth. When did, and... when did that phrase like come out? Like, because that's uh, like the most know. anyone who uses the phrase like my truth is is a uh, uh, a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one, uh, sincere or pure of heart has used the phrase "my truth." But that is my truth. <laughs> I like it because it it assumes that there is no such thing as a universal truth. There is only my truth and my your truth, truth and your truth. Yeah, it's, and that it's, that's that it somehow diminishes the word truth. You know, yeah, it takes away the the meaning of the word. It's pretty bad. It's into uh, my perception is real. <laughs> yeah. Is always correct and real. Well, I'm the I'm the I'm the makeup YouTuber. I'm the I'm the true victim here. Who's like the Who's like the like the the tr- like the biggest pariah? What's her name? Tati. Oh uh, yeah, Tati. There's James Charles. There's I mean they've all kind of fallen off in scandals and schemes and yeah mis misbehaving. I mean it's predatory behavior. <laughs> yeah, I feel There's like underage. Uh, Boys, <laughs> uh, I'm saying this is someone who like doesn't know anything about makeup. Okay, but I feel like, uh, I I imagine that like the whole like kind of makeup world right now is so kind of hyper sped up compared to like you know 20 years ago. Because like I I imagine like no matter what, and this goes for many industries or whatever. But but you know like you you kind of have a a lifespan of being like relevant or like cool or whatever. Right. And then once that's over, you're kind of, you know, you got to sell your your name to uh, some random uh, conglomerate or whatever. (laughs) So, but with like the rise of YouTube, it's like, because like any indiscretion can get picked apart really quick. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I mean, it happens to everybody. Kat Von D went like a while before finally just being completely. Uh, getting getting kind of thrown out of her brand by the yeah by the constant criticism. I think a lot of people are flattened by the constant criticism. Um, I feel like there's very few people that just like get criticized and just keep going. <laughs> I think the only way to uh, I think the only way to avoid cancellation is just to like not uh, acknowledge the, it. We're in the era of authenticity and just yeah. being open and authentic about why you did the thing that you did i think that's really telling i think that's really i think that's really that really shows yeah can i talk about i was watching i just started love is blind japan and i was saying to john that uh it's interesting like watching so much anime and then watching like a reality tv uh show set in japan 
and like seeing <laughs> it's very i don't know what well, did we, i say uh i forget what you said but i mean it makes sense i mean we don't like you know we don't we don't really watch a whole lot of like japanese uh entertainment outside of anime right every once in a while like we'll watch like a movie or something like that but like you don't have too many like looks into you know just like just, real life just real life you know just japanese <laughs> people sort of communicating and interacting with one another that isn't you know fictionalized thing so because i love it and, and if you would like and follow the love is blind sort of uh reality tv show nonsense then it is totally i like i i kind of knock like i, I kind of pushed away the the other country versions of it because i was like man i i can't it's like with rupaul's drag race like i can watch the u.s version but now there's you know there's canada and uk and australia and like and like t i can't get into it all you know like i can't get invested in, yeah. in it all but uh i somebody somebody was like no actually love is blind japan is really interesting and uh i think they said mexico or or um uh, Brazil. Brazil yeah. um, love is it's so interesting because it's like it's like the same format but it, it, like a whole different culture yeah <laughs> yeah it makes it um I mean, like the people who get sorry no, go last ahead. thing go ahead. the the people who get engaged on love is blind japan and we've only just started it so like in in the u.s version they all run up and like hug and kiss each other and it's like ah oh, look at you look at you and the, and in japan they walk up and they like they bow and and they you know like like maybe they hug but that's it yeah like none of them kiss which yeah. I, which is like almost uh an immediate thing that happens in the u.s version yeah uh I, I mean i think our uh i imagine our like dating and like courtship kind of uh you know steps or uh, bases or whatever <laughs> right. are, are a little differently paced and everything i mean i, I right. kind of i see that a little bit in anime too where i feel like in a lot of american media it's like storylines are so built around like you know the boy wants to like kiss the girl or whatever right right like it's such it's it's like the it's like the point of it whereas i feel like um it's it's kind of rare i feel like for like japanese like a lot of the anime to like kind of get to that point yeah like that's like there's just so many interesting things that they say too like especially on the guy's side like I think one of them said it's so hard like trying to make decisions with our emotions when we're so used to making decisions logically because logically there is like a right answer uh like based on the information but then you have to take into account your emotions and they're like yes yes <laughs> yes you do yeah <laughs> I wish I I wish I I want to become like a logic monster yeah <laughs> just like like no morality just like pure yeah pure logic because they're and they're all like aggressively taking notes too i find whereas yeah. in the u.s version sometimes they just sit there and drink and and bullshit i don't think any like i've yeah maybe a couple people have taken notes but right yeah i mean and there's also like the element where <laughs> and granted like i don't you know obviously i don't know the ins and outs of like and like the subtleties of like japanese media and this and that but um like in the american love is blind there's almost like this subtext where like everyone on that show wants to be like an influencer right you know what i mean like they want like yes 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 and everyone on on love is blind japan seems just like a normal person they seem me. pretty genuine and they want just like a connection 
I do think like the show is successful because the people the people who get on the show like just uh like they they want to they they're like I mean maybe this is like too obvious but they want to get married. So like that yeah. that alone is like they they like the idea of like getting married right away like skipping the whole dating stage basically <laughs> or like speeding it up. There's I mean <laughs> in the American version there's just so much like kind of um I feel like when we watch it, there's, like, insincerity in the sense that, like, people would sort of drag out, like, the, you know, after, like, they met, they would, like, drag out, like, the relationship thing. Even though it was very clearly not working. Seemingly, and I, from, from my perspective, I imagine in order to keep being on the show and get paid and, right, you know, keeping right. a character or whatever, as opposed to, like, you know. Yeah. Man, I told that to somebody recently, or I, I, maybe it wasn't recent, but... I feel like I told somebody that like the longer that you're on a reality TV show, the more money you get paid, and and so that's the reason why like a lot of these people like try to stay as long as possible. Yeah. Like with Survivor, like those people get paid depending on how far they make it. Right. Even if if even if they don't win the million dollars, that's why it's that's why the person who comes in second place, who is like obviously not going to win, but is like yeah, the, it's okay. The sheep or the goat or whatever they call the yeah. the person that they carry with them. And you also pretty much have like a, a a shot, like a guaranteed shot at like coming from like a returning episode or, or season or right, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. This is so unrelated to SSS S Dynasty. All right. Let's let's think of a segue from Love Is Blind to. Dinosaur. Uh, you know, you, it, you know, sometimes, sometimes you you want to make the logical decision, but you do need to tap in. I don't know. I, no, <laughs> I, got, I, got <laughs> nice nothing. I got nothing. Uh, John, what, 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 what's the deal? Why'd um, you pick um, SSSS Dinosaur? Uh, regular listeners would recall that. Uh, SSSS Gridman was uh, one of my favorite shows of last year that we watched. You liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And I, I got to say that I was like, "Oh, really? We're gonna do another SSSS?" You were not. You were not. I was like, Ugh. I was like, "Can we do something different?" But um, I don't know. And and, then, I, and, and then I'm I... curious as to why that was because once we started getting back into it, I realized that like I did like Gridman and. And I did like Dinozenon, but end up liking Dinozenon. But I was super resistant, and I don't know if it's just the mechs. I think I think your your memory sometimes uh, fails me. Yeah, I've got memory fail. But I mean, I don't I don't remember you being like. I, I think you liked Gridman. I don't think you like loved it or anything. I I definitely, and I brought this up too, where I feel like there's just certain uh, sort of themes or shows that like. I think one of us connects to a little more than the other one, just in general of, of uh, yeah, you know. This was one where once I started, because I was like, okay, let me watch a couple, like, recap videos and, like, see what, and, and I read, like, an essay about it, and, um, and I was like, okay, like, in theory, I should like this, like, and, and there were episodes that I really connected to as the show went on. But in the beginning, I was like super disconnected to what was like the characters because it's a whole different group of people, right? Yeah, it's a it's a sequel to Gridman, but um, a soft sequel. Uh, essentially, a different cast. There's two, char- two characters return, right? Um, <coughs> Knight and 
and the second who the second. who had a uh, a very brief appearance in Gridman, but uh, Knight was anti in uh, Gridman, right? And he shows up now a little up. bit later on. So there's like a a continual thread, but not but a whole different story. Yeah, Akane Shinjo's story is very much over. So is um the other characters. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because she woke up. She's off in the real world now. We're still in um. And then, like that book is closed for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I like that. I, I'm glad that uh, that she didn't show up again. <laughs> that would have been so lame. Yeah, instead it's uh who's the who's the cast? Um, there's Gauma, Yemoji. We got uh, Minami, who's uh, this girl who <laughs> tries. Uh, she's introduced by asking like boys to hang out with her, but then she right. stands them all up. She's got a bad rep. And how does how does it begin? Um, it begins with like I think so. The main character is Yamogi. He's like the um, the protagonist or whatever. I'm having a hard time remembering like the exact events of the first episode, but you're introduced to him in his school. And uh don't they all like run into Galma and yeah, he's so Ga- like some Galma, weirdo. Galma is like this weird kind of homeless guy living, living under, under the a bridge. bridge. <laughs> like uh like Kurt Cobain <laughs> in uh something in got the way. <laughs> if if you've ever yeah, lis- if you've ever listened to that song. Um It's a little band called Nirvana. Nirvana. And what it, and he just gives him a sandwich or something, right? And yeah, then, he shows him then... kindness. How do they get those, like, they they all get their little, like, activation items or something? Yeah, so they all get, uh, uh, so Minami is about to stand up Yamogi, uh, you know, he's like, he's, it's like seemingly he's like the newest in line, he's like waiting for her at night, um, she doesn't show up, uh, <laughs> Galma's like, Galma sees him, he's like, oh, this girl stood you up, I'm gonna find her. <laughs> so he goes out and like tries to look for her, um, and then I believe a kaiju shows up, right? And then suddenly, uh, Minami, Yamogi, and then we're also introduced to uh, these other two characters, Chisei and Koyomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chisei is like this little girl, and then uh, Koyomi's uh, like a thirty-three-year-old, like neat, right? Not doing shit. Um, but Koyomi, Galma. Yamogi and Minami all get like morphers for this big mech Megazord. Yeah. And they fight the the uh the kaiju and so then they're uh blessed with the <laughs> they're, ba- they're they're now a team. They're now they're, the Power Rangers. They basically become the Power Rangers. Yeah. Through the power of friendship, uh you can connect more with your special abilities or something. Except, right? But the beauty is they're not none of them are really friends. Yeah, they're just randos. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, we need to train and uh, yeah, build up our team. Galma pushes them into training and stuff. Um, but yeah, from there, it's it's sort of the story of, um, I don't know, Every everyone has like kind of a personal journey. Minami is sort of trying to figure out the, the mystery behind her sister's death. Um yeah, what's different about this from Gridman is uh, Gridman is very centered on like one person, whereas this was very much about every character in the cast and sort of their own sort of personal like backstories and the things that they're dealing with. Um, 
And I feel like the episode that really like caught my attention was the one where the kaiju is is like absorbing people into their memories and you have yeah. to like see they get caught in these kind of like moments in their lives if if their life wasn't interrupted by this traumatic event. Like I guess there's like the there're bi- bigger things for each person like Mujina's sister died in some ty- type of wo- oh uh, Regina is the sorry, Mi- Miami, Minami, yeah. Uh, like her sister has passed away. There's these sort of like issues that everyone's dealing with. These like uh, Yagomi's Yamogi's dealing with like oh her, his his mom uh, divorcing and like uh, starting to date this new guy, and he's like really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone has like a backstory. I would say. Um, and this is me. Uh, I'm making a big assumption here okay. because I'm I'm very unfamiliar with Ultraman generally, but I feel like the the two shows are almost kind of uh, centered around the way like the the robot works. So Gridman, it's like Gridman is always the central robot. He's the central Tokusatsu character. And then mm-hmm. all the other characters are sort of like accessories or like they enhance his overall powers or whatever. Yeah, there's levels. There's <clears throat> levels. Yeah, so like all the Neon Genesis Junior High members become different weapons that he can use. Like there's that guy Caliber who becomes like the sword, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Whereas in Dinozenon, I would say it's a lot closer to like kind of like the Power Rangers sort of concept where each member is like a different part of the overall robot. There's sort of a leader, I guess, in Galma, but ultimately each member kind of has to power up part of the robot or whatever. Yes. The saber, the the penetrator gun. Yeah. The missile kick, you know. I just it and there's levels, like there's Dinosanon, but then there's Dino Rex. And then there's yeah. Super Kaiser Grid Knight or something. Yeah, then they're they're able to kind of morph into different forms and, and kind of ben- like a different character is sort of like the center of like that different morph form. Really excellent uh, uh, sequences, and then the musical cues for, you know, dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, like the, <laughs> the the choral arrangement around <laughs> announcing yes. the appearance of dinosaur. Pretty. It was like you know, and, and that, that those little things that kind of like make you laugh is is when the show is like, hey. Hey, pay attention, kid. You know, like, hey, pay attention, idiot. It's very, um, <laughs> to me. I feel like Dinozenon and Gridman are very aware of, like, kind of the, they're very aware of almost like the corniness of Tokusatsu in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And they don't try and hide any of that, but they, they kind of, they lean into it. <laughs> it's, it, it. They lean into it, and it's almost like this kind of counterpoint to the, um, a lot of like the interpersonal drama throughout the show. Like, sure. um, I don't know. Uh, before we like really dive in, I, I mean, I guess like kind of like the the the, the thesis of our our show. The thesis. Uh, why do people like Dinazenon? Because we're oh, trying we're, this earlier. We're really gonna do it right away. Okay. Well, kind of right away. Why do people like it? <sighs> nope. Too hard. Let's let's revert. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. Too doesn't hard. Feel I right. haven't thought about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Well. Answer. Answer me this. So, did you? What. What was your enjoyment of the level of the show? 
I think the little funny bits started to get me. Uh, like there's a pool episode. So there's Galma and then there's the uh, kaiju eugenicists show up, which is hilarious. And they, they're all for like obliterating the human race so that kaijus can run free. And Galma used to be part of them, uh, like a former team member, but he's like not part of he it betrayed anymore. Them. Betrayed yeah. them. So they're all from the past too, and they come to the future. And these things are like revealed in sort of like a methodical way. That doesn't five thousand years. That ago. doesn't really like. Uh, yeah, that doesn't really interrupt the interpersonal stories, like like the mini romance that's happening. Like, there's weird parts of this that are almost like super slow and slice of life. Which, by the way, this was done by Trigger, right? Trigger. Yeah, and when you think of Trigger, you think of these like nonstop action, uh, you know, funny but quirky and weird. But then this show has like those like standstill like interpersonal moments that you don't see in a lot of trigger anime, which I find is like kind of interesting. The show reminded me a lot of the band Hum. Yeah, where you're where there's like there's like quiet bits where it's just characters talking, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm watching a mech show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I found it interesting because I like because it triggers known for like one thing and then they come out with this and it's like I don't know it's it's so, weird that this hasn't like gained as much kind of popularity as some of the other anime that we've watched. But I think it's I I, I think um well I think one aspect is just because I I think there's almost like this limitedness of the the kind of shorter like twelve episode anime where um you got to get it out. Yeah, well, because it's such like a self-contained thing, I feel like just based on that, it'll never become like, you know, Attack on Titan or Dragon Ball or whatever. But right, um, right. But um, it seems like people get it. Like people like dig the kind of uh, I don't know, just like the the treatment of like Tokusatsu as like a genre and sort of how it how they kind of interpret interpolate it and kind of turn it into something else. Tokusatsu just means um, costume characters. Fried chicken. Uh, no, what? <laughs> Tonkatsu. Oh shit! <laughs> you're, you're a, you're I was a just joking. Man. I was just joking. Okay, I was just you wanna, trying to if you want light. If here. you'd like to, uh, you know, cancel Julie, her workplace is. I mean, I was New already. York, I've, already York, I've already messed uh, up all the names. Ugh. Yeah. I feel bad when I do that because it's like I they're I'm looking right at them too sometimes when I mess them up, um, so I, again I apologize. And but what was I? I forgive you. I was going with um, Galma. Galma at the pool. Oh yeah, so there's like this pool episode where Galma is like following one of the eugenicists around, and, and he it's like he still has to like conform to the rules of this world, so like he can't run. He's like, I'm just gonna attack him at the pool, and then, <laughs> he's and like then getting it, yelled at by the lifeguard. Getting yelled at by the lifeguard, and you know, uh, you know, he can't run, so he's he's fast walking. <laughs> that episode also has like he's a great character. Yeah, Galma's great. That episode has like maybe one of my favorite moments in an anime where. Um, Galma is like, you guys act act natural, act like your uh boyfriend girlfriend or whatever, <laughs> right. blend in, and then, 
<laughs> they're like, oh shit, Yomogi's uh, very, he's very kind of stressed about it or whatever. But like, Minami goes and gets like a churro. And so she's like, you know, so she's just like sitting around eating this churro. And it's like such a, a long like scene that's like really drawn out where he's like, oh, you're eating that churro. She's like, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's just like this like it's like it. it's like so drawn out for like no reason. But it's like, I don't know. It's like this perfect encapsulation of like. I would say probably like their increased like attraction to each other and sort of like them getting closer. Yeah. But like, you know, wanting to like talk to each other, but really not knowing exactly what. Not knowing what to say. Like, it, it's like when you care about someone, but you don't know. You, you don't, you, you don't really. Know what they like to talk about. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still sort of like making kind of small talk at all times. Exactly. Yes. But it's, it's like this very, it's like this, it's such a simple, but like beautiful and like funny scene yeah i don't know I, if if you couldn't tell i uh i really liked sssss dinazenon which stands for what the s's yeah oh i don't know no they stand for something here i'll pull it up but what but why um just because because it was different from Gridman. It it was different from Gridman. i think um it you know, and I think like one of my the, the things I really kind of took from Gridman was that it it seemed like a sort of a, a a new kind of telling on like the Sentai Power Rangers sort of storytelling, and I I feel like the, it, this is kind of like a continuation of that, um, where I think that all the characters were just very compelling, and I just kind of wanted to see like where their I guess storylines or arcs kind of went and everything. Um, I just, I, I don't know, like something about the, I feel like the sensibilities of like the creative team behind um, this and Gridman, it, it's just, it's such a, like a different, you know, I had this thought, I, I think in the middle of, of watching Dinozenon, which is, I think the thing about the, maybe like the, the, the general, um, the, the through line be between like shows like Gridman, Dinozenon, and Evangelion that I think maybe, um, stand out to me or whatever is that the um despite there being like robots and all that stuff the the human story is is the um is the real story is is the real story and is more important than like the the, the action and the fighting and stuff um it stands for scarred souls shine like stars really yes that's weird series tagline scarred souls shine like stars also could stand for superhuman samurai cyber with an S squad. Well, where are you reading that? <laughs> I'm reading it on the wiki, the ultrafandom.com wiki. All right, well. Come on. I, I, I thought you were reading that on like Twitter or something, just some Stop. like. Stop. Some like two follower. No, they say it in the show. Okay. I pay attention to, I, I pay attention I to the important you. things. Um, also, all of the, all. All of the episode names were questions, right? Uh, yeah, they were. Um, kind of interesting. But like, you know, like what we've seen of Gundam, um, you know, there's there's like the political stuff and everything. But, but at the end of the day, it's like it, it still seemed like, you know, the mech combat was like the center of the show or whatever, right? Right. Um, and granted, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure if I watch more that that gets diverted and, you know, 
more things happen than just like robots fighting or whatever. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, I just um, I, I just thought it was like a really good piece of uh, I don't know, like action and, and storytelling and characterization and stuff. I mean, like the whole Minami's whole quest to like kind of figure out like kind of what happened to her sister where like she's she's sort of meeting her old friends and kind of trying to make sense of like um you know whether or not uh because i believe she died of of falling off of a building into a, a river yeah and so there's so there's this question of did she kill herself yeah uh, what happened basically there, there's like kind of like this ambiguity and she wants to kind of figure it out and so like you know, she finds out with, with every new person she meets, sort of, you know, she was bullied in school, but also maybe not. Like, maybe it was just her friends kind of giving her a hard time about stuff and she was okay with it or whatever. Mm. She finds out that she had, like, a boyfriend mm. who there's kind of some static with and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, so it's like, and and she invites Yumogi on onto all of the, she wants him to sort of, uh be like a he becomes available to her though for that like as a support right yeah like i feel like she wouldn't ask anybody but because because he's like offered and and like is starting to like care for her she feels comfortable enough with like letting him into this part of her life that she's like working on trying to figure out you know the thing about yumogi that i i i, I like is that it, it seems you know, like a lot of the other guys who get stood up by her or whatever, um, they're just kind of like, oh, whatever, like, you know, screw yeah, her. Yeah, uh, whatever. But but he's genuinely kind of like, well, like, is everything okay? Right. You know, he's he's not like... And then he's also got Galma, who's like in his court being like, well, you should follow her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should you should figure out like what her deal is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, isn't that that girl that stood you up? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Galma's he's a real kind bro. of the the instigator a little bit. Yeah, he's he's definitely the instigator and is definitely trying to trying to uh Every friend group needs that that person that's like just throws them that little push, gives them that little push to to change, right? Or yeah. to do something or to whatever, to not do something anymore. Yeah, They're very much uh trying to it's yeah. that chaos energy. <laughs> yeah, Galma, Galma is, is very chaotic. For sure. Um, But I also, I mean, and just like the sensibilities of, of and, and this was a little bit in, I feel like the dynamic in Gridman was that Akane was a classmate of, um, I'm forgetting the main character of, of that shows, but she was like, uh, she was very kind of receptive and warm to him when he's sort of trying to remember everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when he, when he realizes that she's kind of behind, uh, making the kaiju and everything, it's like this, it becomes this dynamic where, where he and, and the, the other female lead of that show kind of have to deal with, yeah, uh, have to deal with, um, you know, seeing Akane in class and, and going on like a field trip with her and everything. Um, but then in this, in this show, the kaiju eugenicists are are sort of very like I, I want to like they're they're kind of like friendly towards like the the protagonists. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like like, like they they're like in school with them or like they're at the pool party, but they kind of like don't know what to do if they're not fighting. Yeah, is what I've got what I kind of felt. 
You know what this show missed for me that uh, Gridman did have once I remembered that it had it? <laughs> what? <laughs> was the the sort of coin flip, the reveal, if you will, of what was really going on uh. in that show. Because you go in, uh, Yuta's got, can't remember shit. Yeah. Doesn't remember how he got there, right? And that sort of gets pushed aside for all of the battling there's, but no, there's no central mystery of this show there is no miss there's nothing there's nothing to be like uncovered or unraveled besides like their own personal right you know dealing with their like d- discovering what really happened to her sister or you know uh where where Ga- galma really came from and his whole backstory but there was no like the world was what it was which was still in the Gridman universe because there was this time travel element i guess well you have you have a uh, knight slash ante and then the second from the grid and they're sort of like we're from a different world yeah we're same as the eugenicists yeah and uh, galma they were like it was almost like they were telling the story but if akane was like not a not the creator it was yeah i it's it's interesting like if i if i really think hard about how this intersects with gridman on like a reality level i feel like it it maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense or or maybe it does where akane that world of of kaiju was created by a a girl from a different parallel universe right like we have two parallel universes or whatever one universe contains the dinazenon world and mm-hmm. then the gridman world and right. Then the other universe is like maybe the quote unquote like real world that we exist in. Yeah, and there's the kaiju and, and the things that exist in between. And Akane reached her hand over between universes to create that world. Mm. But the other worlds within that universe maybe just create themselves. Mm. Yeah, it did kind of seem like this is just one like universe that's happening here. Yeah. That we needed to show up for. <laughs> like Knight and the second needed to show up for. Right. Uh but then they needed to go off and like find the next thing that they were needed for or something, you know, kind of like, do, do I need it to be explained? No, like I'm fine with that. But it's, it, I was just missing the, and it didn't have to be the same thing. Obviously, like it would be lame if they just did Gridman again. If it was know? like, oh, why can't this guy? Like if it was just Yamoji's creation. He doesn't know his name. But yeah. it was almost like Galma's world crossed over into into real like quotes reality uh whatever this reality is i don't know yeah but it, i was missing that moment of like actually galma's a bad guy or like actually yeah no real um I, if anything it was just like that it seemed like they were going somewhere when there's the kaiju that starts off really small and they were like do we really have to kill this like seems like it's not doing anything like there was this kind yeah. of moral question of like are the kaiju alive? Like, do we... What like, is a what, kaiju? What, yeah. Why are we killing them, you know? Like, yeah. Yes, they're destructive and everything, but are they just, like, creatures that are being controlled? Like, with the introduction of the eugenists that are, like, controlling them and make, maybe they're... I feel like Neogenesis kind of introduced this, too. Like, is it really alive? And, like, should we... Yeah, like, what are the angels, is really? It, is it just a caged animal, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and then there's like kind of like the existential question, like after the the kaiju are sort of like defeated once and for all, where they're all kind of like, well, I don't really know what to do. Like, 
one of them like becomes like a criminal the other one is is sort of trying to project her feelings on onto what's his name not Chise, uh, but the Kiyomi. Kiyomi. because he's sort of in a similar headspace of of kind of unknowing in his life but it's 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 very much like he doesn't really know what to do career wise or anything like that versus she doesn't know what to do like as like a kaiju eugenicist yeah well i think her whole thing was like she doesn't know who she would be without the kaiju and and i think they all like die or disappear right because of the kite there are no kaijus left at the end of it oh at the very end yeah they they uh they vanish but there's i mean there is like that almost end part where they're trying to figure out what to do with their lives before the the final kaiju appears oh right Yes, before one of the kaiju, they're like, oh, no more kaiju left. Uh, well, I guess we're done here. Yeah. And you're like, bro, there's two episodes left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the one of the eugenicists is like, just kidding. I've got a kaiju inside of me. Which was which was kind of amazing because is- that was like, he was like the kaiju eugenicist that, that seemed like the most, almost like on their side in some way. Right. Kind of like he uh like the least antagonistic to uh the main characters and like uh, sort of became fr- like friends with uh Yomagi and and uh fuck I'm I'm bad too in in okay. Minami. There's a lot of characters in it's been a in, the, in in both we're, we're trying to reference full, both full, series. <laughs> full full transparency. We also saw a movie last night that we're going to be covering in the next episode. Yeah, we're we're doing we're we're playing catch up this week. So I tell you what, it's kind of kind of got the wires crossed a little bit, but yeah, he he becomes friends with Yumogi and, and Minami. Shizumu does. That's his name. Shizumu. And then yeah. and then he has a, a kaiju inside of him and turns into it. Yeah, I guess there is sort of like the swerve of um, Yumoji being uh, able to control the kaiju in some. Like he's able to connect with them, his little instance domination thing, which is a great scene where he's there. They've got the little kaiju in the middle, and he's like, Galma does the whole, yeah, I used to be a eugenicist, and he does this whole thing and doesn't work. Yeah. And then they were like, well, I guess we're all of a sudden they're all trying it. They're all <laughs> and, trying and, kind and of he's jokingly. Like, he's like, bro, you have to train like for years to, yeah. to be able to do this. But there's a and there's then, a brief second where. Yumogi actually does kind of connect for a minute. Yeah. And he tries to do it in the in the the end battle uh as well, which does work. And it's right? and it's like the most like amazing uh like I feel like the the Power Rangers parallel or whatever is like when they pull out like the sword or whatever like and they're all like yelling <laughs> it. But like and so it's like he gets like one yell to like actually be like that in that role of like I am like the Power Ranger, and he right. like says like the says instance domination, and it's like this super dramatic moment. Right, and his voice is so full of like anger and <laughs> determination, and all that stuff. Right, and it's great. Right, I mean, like maybe that's the reveal, and then there's a scene where they're like, "You could be immortal, you could be a eugenicist, like you have this connection, you have this ability." Uh, why don't you come with us, basically? And he's like, I'm good. I think I just want to stay in my little world here. And He I... sees the beauty of humanity. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
I mean, maybe when he's. I mean, when he's I, explaining it to Shizumu. I think it's more that he find he yeah yes. Uh, I think it's more that he finds uh, that all of his friends are here, but then also all of like the person that he cares about is here, and so he would have to leave those things behind for you know power or you know kind of selfish things, and then he decides to. Well, he re- I think he recognizes that. Uh... But temporality with his friends and loved ones is is a much greater thing than immor- immortality with uh, people you don't really care about. Yeah. I feel like whenever people ask you, like, oh, do you want to be immortal? Like, would you be immortal if you could? I feel like that's, like, one of those questions where, like, if it was actually on the table, people's answer would be different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it would be... Because um... there is, like, the, well, you would have to see all of your friends die and... You would have to like continue this cycle of like meeting people and having them die around you, and you'd have to like deal with. You would still have to deal with. You'd death. be Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. You'd be Logan. You'd be a. Uh... Or or you know Edward. Oh Edward Cullen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Whatever. But. But I think a lot of people don't want to do that. Like, in some ways, the end is is a. A weird sort of comfort, like you get to follow this track and and then you get it. to you get to stop working eventually. Yeah, yeah. You no get to kidding. you get to no longer worry about uh, earthly things that don't really matter in a cosmic sense. Right. So, in in Emoji, kind of depicts that instead of this immortal path that is also available to him. I think I think everyone in the show is dealing one way or another with with the. Uh, the concept of I don't know li- living in the present or sort of thinking about like your life in some way or sort of like what life means. I feel like it's more about like getting closure or like finish maybe not just like maybe just finishing cycles in in life because towards the end, uh, you know, spoilers. Gamma Gamma dies in the final battle, and very much so like that that chapter is closed. You know. And maybe, like, in the same way that, like, high school is just a time, that it's four years of your life that you never get to repeat. It's, it's, it's like this compressed moment in time in, ever, in your life that is what it is. Or, you know, if you work a job, right? It's like this, these are, the, you're in this group of people for a certain amount of time, and then they, you know, they, they go their several ways. I, I think the high school example is more potent because the, characters are in high school right a little bit <laughs> oh 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 you're uh yeah <laughs> i see what you mean are you following my uh sort of like i think it's all about cycles because it's like they come together to be dinazenon and then gamma gamma dies they defeat the kaiju and that's it there's there's no more battling for them after that right and they sort of grieve it a little bit but then it's like you know, we're still kind of friends, but uh, what's his name gets a job finally, and then they, these people kind of go their separate ways at the end of it. Like, still friends, but they're they're no longer Power Rangers. They, you know, there's no reason for them to train, to spend all this time together, to like work on their bond. I can see. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I I get, I get where you're uh, you're angling. It's cycles, not just the cycle of life. <laughs> 
I, I, I but sort of life read it has cycles like that. Well, I read it as the cycle of life just because like Gauma's whole deal is that he he's he's doing whatever he can in order to uh revisit this princess that he meets in his past life five thousand years ago. So he becomes reborn later, you know, five thousand years later in present time, present day. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, where he's seemingly because he's being reborn there's kaiju again seemingly the princess is there somewhere and then he's kind of i think in some way when he comes to terms with her not being there or her not being in this life he's able to kind of let go and and kind of escape and and be okay with not being back or whatever and then on the flip side it's like you have um you have the neat character koyomi who's like you know, there's this moment in his life where him and this girl come across like all this like money, and there's like this moment where he's I mean, like the teenage fantasy of like skipping town or whatever and, and living with this girl and having all this money and doing whatever they want, and then him rejecting it or whatever, and then him sort of living in like this like state of paralysis or whatever, where he's not really sure like what life entails or whatever, and he's just kind of wasting it away or whatever. <laughs> And then finally kind of comes upon like a purpose and sort of, you know, he re-meets that girl who's like now uh, Yamogi's boss. Oh. And is like, has like a husband and all that stuff. And so like, that's like a shock to his system. And then he kind of realizes that like, he's got to move on and kind of find his own sort of purpose and all that. That's what I'm saying is like, sometimes the chapter closes and you can grieve the old chapter, but it's never coming back like yeah there's certain like moments and ever in life where you're just you're the thing that you were in is no longer in anymore and now now you've got to find the next thing or whatever you know i think we're I speaking think we're, in vague terms but i think we're sort of talking about the same thing just in different like in life you have choice you've passed there's points in time where you have you, you can stay or you can go you can you know uh take the money and run and be with this girl or you can not, you know, like everything is a choice where it like divides your life into a different path. You can become a eugen- you, can, you can become a kaiju eugenicist and live forever or you can stay here. And then what? But it's like sometimes choosing like the 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 boring choice, I guess, like the 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 non-choice. The boring choice, yeah. Like I feel like it's about that. Like the characters all pick the kind of safe boring choice they don't go on the grand adventure all the time well i think they they accept that it's not the grand adventure all the time i don't know can we talk about uh the episode you sort of touched on where the kaiju sends everybody back in into like a i don't know how you would describe like the moment in it's almost like he sends them to the past, but it's like they're in the past, but... It's like a crucial point of, like, major... I, I don't know if it's disappointment, but, like, emotional distress for everyone in their life. Like, Yamogi sent back to where he first meets the... Uh, they're all sent back to uh, points in their life where it's it's an extreme moment of distress for them, and it's an extreme moment of kind of emotional shift or whatever. Right. Where Minami, it's like her final goodbye to her sister. Yamogi sort of, uh, it's where he meets his family again. Mm-hmm. Or, or, sorry, where Yamogi meets uh, his mom's like new boyfriend. Right. And doesn't express that he doesn't want to be in this family unit or whatever. Right. Koyomi is 
with like the girl with all the money or whatever. But uh, the one con- like the main connection to Gridman here is that night where he sent back to his time with Akane Shinjo. And if you recall from that show, every time like he he would do something cool or whatever that she approved him of, she would like take him out for like dinner and stuff. And so he sent back into like one of those moments where they're like eating together. And so eventually Yumogi sort of wakes up and goes out and rescues everybody. Um, everyone has to kind of be like woken up or the glass has to be shattered. Glass has to be shattered and the, and the character has but to they're be not, they're, they're just living in the memory. They're not actually back in time or anything. Yeah. The character has to be reminded that that moment is gone or whatever. They have to sort of be brought out to deal with it. Whereas, yeah night slash ante yeah is sort of like ready to go yeah and it's like it's it, it uh that was a very uh emotionally got me because i feel like ante's whole character arc and like the uh in, in Gridman was sort of him discovering kind of meaning beyond like what it means to be like a kaiju or whatever like this purpose where he was like created or whatever and sort of like this kind of failure that uh akane kind of projected onto him because he wasn't able to defeat gridman or whatever whereas i think in like his final moments in the show he kind of discovers that he can live for himself and he can kind of just decide that his own way and so in dinazenon it's like we're actually seeing Mm -hmm. you know him as like this character knight who's you know the kaiju killer or whatever and doing all this (laughs) stuff and it's like you know when when yumogi rescues him he tells him straight up like i didn't need saving yeah because he he didn't it's like he already this is like an illusion that he already dealt with in his life right it's like such like a small and like quick moment that got you it really it was really (laughs) i don't know it's just like it was a it was a it was a great kind of yeah small partner in an excellent episode where like minami gets to have like closure with her sister and like actually yeah because minami he like shows up to get minami first because like obviously he would pick her first but then um she's like i need more time like i need more time like come back to me (laughs) yeah like she's like because not only is she like learning what happened but uh or what really happened but um she's also like getting to finally spend time with her sister again after that she like getting to say that like one last thing that she didn't get to say yeah she gets even if it's not real (laughs) she gets genuine closure and and f- yeah no that that one was probably my favorite definitely. out of the series there's definitely something for everybody in this there's definitely like little pieces that uh, of of you know humor and levity and seriousness this might be uh i i and sick mech action <laughs> i would i would also say aside from like all of like the the romance anime we've seen where it's like two characters getting together is like kind of the point or whatever right i would say like this is maybe like the first anime we've seen where i wanted the two characters to like get together and i was like stoked that they did right you know what (laughs) i mean because like i think i don't know like the relationship satisfying it was very it was satisfying the relationship between minami and and yumogi was just so like kind of it felt it felt like real in a way i think that like a lot of other felt earned it felt earned and it felt it felt just i don't know just a lot a lot realer and even just like the the kind of like baby steps into a relationship of like her being like well i'm not really doing anything if you want to like hang out yeah yeah as opposed to like you know just like a like asking out for like a date 
Right. It, it, like, felt, it felt real for some reason. And not in a way where, like, the anime is, like, constantly teasing you, like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? It was like, no, no, it's ha- it's happening. It's just slowly happening. Yeah. You know? I mean, it felt it felt like a lot more grounded than, like, a, <laughs> like Rent a Girlfriend or whatever. But I guess, like, that genre, it's like, that genre, you're kind of in it for, like, the, um, the... For, for the tease. For the tease, yeah, you want you want like that extreme kind of reality of of romance or whatever. Different levels, uh, yeah, yeah. For this show, you're you're coming for for something else, something yeah. a little more emotional, but then also some sick mech action. <laughs> yeah, and and the action is sick. Love seeing those like combining sequences. I don't know, but then but then like I I. Even after like now three mech shows that we've maybe more four mech shows that we've seen, I still sometimes struggle with the mech aspects of it. Even though I know it's not about mechs, but it's but it is. You're, you still have to watch the mech fights. You're living in your own cycle of you need, you need to break the cycle, Julie. But it's like you still have to watch the mech fights, which like I guess is fine. It's, they're just a. I did read somewhere though that, uh, or maybe I heard it in one of the reviews, uh, that the way that they did the fights, like, so the fights are all in 3D. And honestly, this show does do the whole 2D, 3D combine a lot better than some of the other stuff that we've seen. Oh, yeah. Where it's like so jarring. You're like, oh, this is the 3D element. Whereas, like, all the 3D fights are done in, or I'm sorry, all the fights are done in 3D. The director would would watch them and be like, "No, it should look a little bit like janky. Yeah. Like it should look like people people in people suits, in suits like yeah. people on wires. Like it was almost too clean." Yeah, if if the fighting and I think it was it was similar with Gridman, where it's like if the fighting looked too much like 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 Kill a Kill or something like that, where it's it's like really high pace and like the action is like super. Um, but like even just the way you would animate in 3D, it would be like super smooth. Yeah, there there has to be like kind of motion of like seeing like the there there has to be like weight and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the fights themselves are while they're very anime, they there is this sort very of very like, tokusatsu. They're very there's a charm about them, uh, because of that, right? Yeah. You know, the epic. The epicness of it all. Julie. Dinosaur. Why do people like? <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> do you feel do you feel equipped to answer the question? Uh sure. Why do people like Dinosaur? Uh not only not only do you get that like a really solid mech show with like the appropriate amount of like next level, next level, next level to get to this like super epic at gridman super knight kaiser xd robot (laughs) uh but you also get sort of like the charm of power rangers of of this like group of people that work together for a common goal uh power friendship very strong in this show uh but uh, characters that feel a little bit more real than maybe uh, the sort of one-note characters you get from a big cast of in in other anime. I like it. Why do Why do you think people like Dinazenon? Yeah, and this sort of reminds me of um. There's so there's this comic writer I really like, and I think I've mentioned uh, 
Grant Morrison. They had a um they had a series they did called uh Seven Soldiers, which um so there is like a issue zero of Seven Soldiers, and then every character had four issues to themselves, and then it ended with Seven Soldiers issue one. So the idea was that it was all these like kind of disparate characters who for like one brief moment were a team like mm-hmm. at the at the very end of it and it was like the kind of like this twist on like the justice league idea where like you have like you know batman teaming with superman and in reality it's like you would you know you would never probably see those characters really interact on like a team level you would only see it in like kind of like a moment of the eye or whatever but for some reason i mean it kind of reminds me of this where it's like this this take on you know like like if you look at Power Rangers, like why would the why would Billy hang out with Kimberly? Mm-hmm. Like why is like the nerd hanging out with the like the ballet dancer hanging out with like the 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 dance the other dancer kid hanging out with like the jock, <laughs> right? Etc. Like you know like they're I mean they're they're brought in and you, you actually know. watched Power Rangers? Yeah, I guess that. I guess that checks out. <laughs> I was a fucking I was a boy in the nineties. <laughs> of course, I watched it. Um, but like you know that show, it's like all these like characters who like you know shouldn't you know, and so you deal with like kind of kid show logic of like, well, you know, Zordon <laughs> made them all be friends or whatever. Right. But like, I, I feel like it's like this is like what would maybe actually happen of like, you know, these like characters from like legit like super different backgrounds like getting to know each other and stuff and kind of seeing it from that angle. Um, but again, you know, like I feel like it's, it's almost like a, a legitimization of in some way of like that genre for in the context of like really good narrative and everything, you know, like I've, I've heard constantly that like a lot of the Sentai stuff is like, you know, adult or whatever, but um, adult. I don't, I don't know how good like the, the actual stories of that are. And clearly like, you know, Power Rangers is, is a children's program and, you know, you're not going to get any kind of like narrative, uh, I don't know, excellency or anything like that. So it's like, you know, you're, you're seeing like these kind of stories and, and the things that I think like, you know, you kind of get as like a fan of those stories and stuff kind of played out in this kind of bigger way. Um, I feel like I only know about Power Rangers from like cultural osmosis or something. <laughs> I mean, it's really not like a um and from talking about it on the podcast <laughs> yeah it's, it's not like it's like a you know i mean it's it, it, it it's through and through a kid's property yeah you know what i mean like there's there's like that movie in what 2014 or whatever that oh my god yeah we did see that live action reboot movie and it, it like tried to kind of bridge the gap between like the show and you know the I think they were the superhero movie I think world. This, yeah, I think the studios were on a kick of like, what else can we yeah. marvelize? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it, I think they had hoped to make it like you know serious and edgy, their own their own cinematic universe or whatever. But no. you know, I mean, it's like I, I think there's something there, and I think like the comics, like the the current like Power Rangers run in the comics is is onto something and i think it it gets it a lot more than like the movie did but (laughs) it's not it i i think it's going to be very if like hasbro or whoever owns the rights right now decides to make a show i think it should be it's going to be tricky because like i think you know the 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 benefit that like 
this and like Evangelion has is that there's no kind of uh, there's no backlog of like there's no lore or whatever. So they're creating something new and they can have those relationships between the characters be more important than like the the fights or whatever. But because like I think the fights were so like integral to like the the really shallow narratives of Power Rangers, it's like I don't know if they can get away with like sort of centering the narratives in a way that like Gridman or Dinozenon does it. But I think mm -hmm. that's the only way that it could work really. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a good this is a good show. This is a good show. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about how Power Rangers was was just like a perfect uh combination of like a prop of like great action that already existed and then like a very cheaply done oh yeah uh studio uh american actors version and they were like just put them in the suits and then boom switch it right over to the, to something that already exists um yeah you had you had genius cutthroat businessman haim saban <laughs> who at the, at the first at the first like peep of any power rangers actor wanting more money they were fucking off of the show instantly. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it was it was a, a money making machine in that way because it, because you didn't have to pay for for action, you just it, it already existed. You were just rebranding it, and yeah, and the kids loved it. Yeah. Well, um, next week we we hinted at it. We're gonna we've watched a a movie. Movie by uh, a director of, of things we've seen. Yeah. And who has a new movie out in theaters right now. I can't wait to talk about it. So I, I also am very excited. So look forward to that. There's also something very special dropping this week as well. Yeah, we got it so, we got a two header for this week. Yes. Yeah, so we're playing a little bit of catch up from all the time we've taken off. And yeah, stoked about it. I'm like so stoked about it. I yep. am just stoked. Uh, we got we got to watch something bad to like balance out all of like the all the good good the good stuff we've watched recently. We got to watch like a it's only a matter of time. Final Fantasy Spirits Within two. Okay, I would love to not do that, but that was yeah. We've got we've got a long list of uh, anime to work through, and we're, we're just gonna keep doing it. So thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us, you can follow us on Instagram at Why Do People Like Anime, or you can like this podcast give it the old five star rating on spotify and or itunes happy to hear what you think of the show and what you want us to watch next you can email us why do people like anime at gmail.com oh can i read a can i read a, a an email we got sure uh this is from this is from matthew who's emailed us previously shout out matthew shout out matthew hi listening to the pod right now i was excited you did rent a girlfriend oh <laughs> watching season two this summer uh john you were so right about lending out your games julia however is right about the backpack all right see yeah see you you win some you lose some <laughs> i i still think that that backpack could really Oh boy. It really, it would really tie, quote unquote tie the room together. Maybe we should post a picture the, of me wearing it the on room, Instagram. Yeah, I can. I feel like I could visualize the picture now. <laughs> you wearing it, you like slouching and you like frowning. Okay. <laughs> you can wear, I, well, I'll wear it. Yeah, and then you can wear it, and we can yeah. we can pull see who oh, man. who pulls it off better. If if I wear, may become the true owner of the backpack. If I wear it to work, yeah. Would you wear it to work? No. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a no for me, dog. I feel like if if I if I wore it to work, I would look like I'm on some kind of registry. Yeah, you if would you... look you would look next level crazy. <laughs> if you wore it, I think you would you would I just... feel like I feel like some your boss would like tell like, like have to th- say something. This is, this is it. Yeah, like, like you, gotta, you gotta wear a fucking. You have to. You would. There would be like a dress code memo that goes. Oh God, <laughs> dude, that'd be so cool if I got a dress code memo in course. Love it. Um, but yeah, don't lend out your games. Just fucking get someone to buy your own damn games. And uh, next week, more, more anime. anime. Goodbye. So long. <laughs>